You are listening to the Truth Talk Podcast with Kathy Crab Hanna. Welcome, everybody. It is a chilly day in Nashville, Tennessee, and we are gathered around. It's really actually cold enough that I heard it snowing. And we are gathered around the kitchen table to try to gather our thoughts because we're going to come to you today with a crazy subject that I can't even believe I'm doing. Are y'all shocked? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm anxiously nervous. <laughs> Cameron, are you shocked? I am not shocked. <laughs> okay. It's um, a hot topic. It'll be a hot topic. Yes, yes. I think so. Um, but why not? It's called why Truth not? Talk, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And there's really nothing that's not on the table. It, we're even going to have cake on the table today. <laughs> Maybe. Um, if anybody wants to send some over, that'd be great. But today, we're, I've got Crystal, my oldest daughter. Crystal, say hello so they know your voice. Hello. I've hello, got hello. Hope Bowling, my number three granddaughter. Yes. They agreed to talk about this. And you know what? Most people would not. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and, and I'm 47 and Hope's 22. Yes. So we have some generational perspectives. Yeah. Yes. And I'm 98. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, we... So much of our lives are rooted, that's the siren in the background, while we're all good here in the house, so much of our lives are rooted in, you know, these childhood experiences. And I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with me, because then we're going to get y'all real comfy here, uh, where you'll talk about you. Is that cool? Is that a plan? Sure. We're talking about plastic surgery. And I don't know that I've ever known anybody in Christian music slash ministry slash any kind of Christian work that said, hey, I'd like to go on a podcast and talk about plastic surgery. Well, hey, pick me. Nobody would probably agree to do that. Y'all are a little bit brave. (laughs) But I want to talk about my perspective, and you all may hate me after this. You may not. You may go, that's how I feel. You may think I'm silly, but here goes. When I was a child, probably eight years old, I fell at at a uh, picnic ground. I was out playing and, you know, with a bunch of other kids, and I fell and busted my nose on a, like I fell flat on the ground, but instead of hitting dirt, I hit a piece of concrete. Well, it broke my nose. I was eight years old, maybe even nine. And when my nose broke, it completely broke. It was just almost like um, it, it turned into what we would call a hook nose. Okay, so I'm nine years old, and all of a sudden I've got some disfiguring. My nose is not small to start with. She's got she's pretty prominent. <laughs> Uh, have what in Kentucky they would call a cottage nose. It's there. Is there for We've good? We've got those Northern European strong noses. Yes, <laughs> it's it's Brit- British. Yeah, it is British. <laughs> and yeah, my family's from you know they're really the majority of my DNA is I don't know what you call that the 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 one where if you're a serial killer they'll find you. Yeah, ancestry. Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're very British. You're like seventy percent British. Seventy yeah. percent British. Mm-hmm. So I have a British nose. Got a little bit of that. No neck. You know, five <laughs> five foot 
Sorry to all our Brits out there. Two on a really good day. My grandfather was four foot seven. One grandfather. My dad's dad. Which would be considered a little person. A little person. Yeah. And his wife was almost six foot tall. That is the like. That could be a whole nother podcast. That's a podcast. (laughs) That's four foot seven. Yeah, that is its own podcast. He was. um, He was sixty years old. My dad was born, and his wife was forty. Oh, wow. And he was their fourth or fifth So she was time. six foot tall and she was 40? 20 years younger. And they had a house full of kids. They already had maybe four kids or something wow. when he was born. I don't know. That could what be a wrong. parent. So many Death questions. Yeah, kids. so many questions. And so a 40-year-old tall woman is pregnant with, now this is in 1918. I don't know how we got here, but you can, I want you to get a drift of my family tree. So 1918, my dad is born to a tall woman and a dwarf-sized man who is a little man. He's just like he His got proportions, shrunk. yes. He got shrunk. Right. So, which tells me he probably had a pituitary gland problem. Yeah. And he I have, have a pituitary. I have yeah. a pituitary tumor, mm-hmm. which may or may not be genetic. I don't know. Very possibly. But anyway, so I, I kind of have this thing about we have some really odd genes anyway i'm just saying and so i you know i never met my grandfather but i heard stories and it was all like oh wow he's yeah you you do go and do well if you're four foot five you know those kind of stories well, I broke five two. Wait, so. how, how tall are you, Hope? I'm five foot. Five. So there you go. You Hope. broke it. You Congratulations. broke it. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on you got the gene there, sis. <gasps> but so I'm a little girl, a little bit of a weird life. I have a very odd childhood, very odd. So now not only do I have a very odd life, but now my nose is prominent and it's broken. I hope everybody hears this because this is almost humiliating. But it's broken, and I'm very, and, and so a, a, a girl that was pretty secure, mm-hmm. confident, I felt like I was smart enough, felt like I, I wasn't, we weren't poverty stricken, but, you know, I had opportunities I knew maybe coming down the pike in life, but I felt so ugly from that moment on, just so, and I told these girls this morning before we started this podcast, I've never told this story in my whole life because you know how you have stories that are so deep you don't speak them. Yeah. Kind of this little silly child mm-hmm. hurt. It's a silly thing. It's silly. It's not like somebody took you out and beat you with a stick or, you know, threatened your, to harm you. But, but some, it hits a certain spot that, that, it makes that you root. bury yes. and you don't ever speak it. And mm-hmm. here I am, 66 years old, mm-hmm. telling me on a podcast. But an uncle that I loved very much said one night, I'm sitting there with all of the rest of these kids. I mean, there's probably 20 kids in this room or, you know, something like that. And he said, my Lord, you'll never get a boyfriend with that big old hook nose. Mm-hmm. And it and it was somebody that wasn't a bad person. Right. It's just... They weren't thinking about what sense. they were saying. People right. don't have any sense. No. And they don't I would, think about the consequences. I would say to a listener, don't ever insult a person's mm-hmm. looks. Never. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's really the crux of this mm-hmm. podcast. Especially if you insult a child because you're literally, they're building, you know, our self-esteem is typically pretty established when we're about 20 years old. We're done. It's not going to get a lot better, 
most of the time won't get a lot worse. But when you're telling a child, Lord, you've got some big feet there, girl, that kind of thing, which I have those too. <laughs> you see my touchy spots. <laughs> I have uh, large feet as well. You know, and I, I think the big fit, footed girls in our family tease each other a little bit. But I would, I, if I had small feet, mm-hmm. I would probably never tease a granddaughter with big feet. I, but because I know they got those from me, I might tease them just a little bit. And I might leave them a little more in my will because I feel like I did them a disservice. Wait, what? <laughs> I did him a disservice. So by Cameron will be our winner on yeah, the Should I have large for feet? feet? So I will get ninety percent of it. Yes, Cameron's got <laughs> right. large feet. I have large feet. No, but, yeah. so you but you get my drift. At some, Cameron's very comfortable mm-hmm. with her feet. Are you, Cameron? I mean, I don't have a choice. Right. <laughs> well, here, I always I told was doomed. Her, the Isaac side have big feet too, yes. so it was doomed. I was doomed. So I, I always told her, you have a sturdy foundation. Right. Like you have yeah. big feet. You have thought nobody's going to push you over very easily. Well, and let's tell. <laughs> I mean, can response. I tell about when she was born? And I don't. This is not about that. Yeah. But I just just to say that some people are confident in who they are. Yeah. Just always, they're just mm-hmm. born. I guess you you're. You've been insulated as a child from the things that would tear you down somewhere in your childhood. Mm -hmm. You were insulated from anything that would tear you down. So she has, um, tell me about your toes. What do you call this? (laughs) Come on. She has webbed toes. Uh, There's a a technical name for it, but I've always just called them webbed toes. And it's actually several of my toes. Yeah. It's three on one side mm -hmm. and then like four on the other. But really it's. More obvious on my second and third on, on each the foot. Left, yeah, my left one is my most connected. It's like all, they're almost completely joined. And <sighs> and rather than them being split, like if you take your hand and hold your fingers together, the skin is is together versus split. Like well, it kind of like duck feet. And your with mom that extra flap of skin connect. <laughs> when you were born, your mom wouldn't have the surgery because it hurt. She thought. Well, and, and the doctor said he said if the it, it's a pretty common thing in infants, it's genetic. We're thinking it must be the Isaac side. Yeah. I don't know. I, like a great, I, think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to say it was our side. One of my grandfather's brother. brother, my great uncle, had it. He and he never took his shoes off. He yeah. always left his shoes on. Is that uh, is that Joe's brother? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. One of the seventeen. So, but the doctor exactly. said if they're if fingers are that way because that's common, they split them at birth because that's a function right. issue. He said toes are accessories. It doesn't hurt anything. As she got older, though, I asked her, I said, so do you want to have your toes fixed? Literally, they just cut the skin. It's not a major, major process. And her response was, I don't remember. I was really little. She said, well, no. Why would I I get them fixed? I like my feet. feet. She said, that's how God made them. Why would I change them? So there's that. Yes. Where you're going to have them in Mm -hmm. shoes most of the time. But then there's I can't me. wear this. I can't wear the socks that have the foot holes though. I, I, really, I remember one Christmas you got everybody those socks, and you just weren't thinking about poor Cameron. So everybody got these little. And I'm I'm clearly I'm clearly over it. So, but you got everybody these socks that have all the spots for the toes, and I couldn't wear mine. Peter, or she has to put one over two toes. I have a similar problem when I get a pedicure with the little toe separators. Can't do it. She has to just tell them. Just I'm break it just off. Like, you have to break it off. And then sit there and try to shove it, and I'm like, just break it. And then. Do they start talking about you in another language? Of course. Yes, same. Same. So anyway. Fun, so. Yes. So, so there's that where unimpacted, confident, right. puts right. her foot in a shoe every day, not going to be parading it around on her face. Right. But then there's me 
where my nose was coming in before I was getting there. You know, and that's how I felt. That's how I felt. And and really, the uncle, the uncle's comment, and then my mother, bless her heart, but you know, petite had a little petite nose, really, compared to mine. And she used to say to me, "Just take the end and push it up." Like I was going to push that bone. Oh like I was going to unbreak that bone. I was going to unbreak that bone with me massaging the nose. So when you're nine years old and your mom's saying, do these massages, your nose is not pleasing. So. Can I put that in perspective? Yes. She did sleep in an elastic belt every night, though, she to did. keep her waist oh, little. She did waist training before waist training was a thing people did. Do you know how old how So in her, her mind, was? it was like 17 inches mm-hmm. or something. It was the same size as Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind. The same size as my thigh. Same. So in her mind, she's probably thinking, I do this on my waist. You do it on your nose. Yeah. So, I, I was pretty sure that it was not a beautiful nose. So, we grow, I grow up, you know, Mary, and no husband on the planet is going to say, you know, you say, oh, I wish I could do something. Now, this is years before. You would never go have plastic surgery on your nose right. in 1972. Of course not. I don't, I don't think anybody in my world that I knew had plastic surgery, right. nor did they have... Uh, psychiatrist or mental counseling or anything that would help you to come to terms so I'm just like I just never felt I didn't wear a lot of I didn't wear makeup really at all Mm -mm. and I kind of thought it was hopeless a useless pointless thing I don't look what I don't look good anyway so there's a part of you that goes okay I'll just I'll I'll try to be the smart one I'm never going to be that so I'll just try to be the maybe the good one I'll try to be a good person, a good girl, and I'll try to be a smart girl. Never going to stop a train because they're trying to say, ooh, that's a pretty woman. Okay, so that's what it's what you tell yourself. I know God made us all, and I know right. everybody is made in his image. And this is not a I have birth defect child. This is not that show. This is not that show. But this is about a woman at 50 years old. And I'd just gone through an ugly, nasty, icky season that ended in a divorce where I felt very rejected, very thrown to the wolves. And like I, was, I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I went to my bathroom over there on River Ridge in that big, tri- that big circle of mirrors in that mm-hmm. bathroom. You know, we right. could see everything yet. And I literally looked at myself and I'm like, I'm doing this and I'm going to do it for me. Yeah. I'm going to look in this mirror and I'm going to kind of make a decision about what I need to do about this nose that would make me feel good about myself. And I don't care. Never had any, I never had a man in my life say, yep, your nose needs to be fixed. It was not like that. So, mm-hmm. which I guess is gracious of them, correct? It's not like somebody was fueling it. No, you know, I, it it's just something I, I, you know, you ever, if you have a hook nose, a, a, a broken nose, whatever the correct term is, mm-hmm. you'll never see a profile picture of yourself that you don't cringe. No. Mm-hmm. And I had a double chin and a, and, a, and a hook nose. So I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask anybody. I don't. I don't have anybody get anybody's permission. I have enough money to pay for it. It's not going to cost my children their meals next week. It's not, I can do this. I can do whatever I want. I'm a 50-year-old woman who has lived my entire life for other people. 
I had put braces on about 50 kids, people I didn't even know paid for their teeth to be fixed and their braces to be put on their teeth, and had always been aware of somebody that felt rejected over their looks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could tell you stories that I'm never going to, but of people that I thought, you know what, if they felt confident in the way they looked, they would blossom. Mm -hmm. Eye surgeries, we've done it all. For people uh, so I thought 50 years old I'm going to do it and I at that moment I, I called a friend that is a very close friend that had just had a remodel you know she had done this sort of the same thing and said okay by then, remodel she doesn't mean a house <laughs> no, she had said you know what I've lived with this all mm -hmm. my life it was the very same mm -hmm. scenario I've lived with this all my life it's not attractive it doesn't look good on film it doesn't look good on in pictures and I'm going to change it mm -hmm. and she said here's here's who you need to go to very good doctor it will not be a big deal I called and made an appointment drove there it was about three three hours from Nashville I didn't have it done here because I didn't want to for some reason I wanted to be out of town and this this guy was very highly recommended drove there took a BFF that's a best friend in case you're too old to know that phrase <laughs> and stayed in Dottie Leonard's cabin a friend of mine mm -hmm. and had the surgery mm -hmm. went in for the consultation mm -hmm. I said to the doctor I don't want a nose job he said, you need one. I don't want one. Your nose ain't pretty, hon. Seriously. Your nose ain't pretty. It's too big for your face, too big for your bone structure. I don't want one. I just want the hump taken out. Mm -hmm. It's still not going to be very pretty. I, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look like somebody else. Right. So he took the hump out. It was not a big deal. Mm -hmm. My eyes were sagging into my the middle of my pupil. We have very deep set eyes. Mm -hmm. My eyes sagged very early on. I said, I want my eyes fixed. I want my nose fixed. He did it. I went to the cabin. I recuperated. And I came home and everybody said, gosh, you just look like you've just rested. <laughs> mm -hmm. And nobody went for the you don't look like yourself moment. However... I'd also lost about 60 mm -hmm. pounds in that same interim. Right. Lost a ton of weight. Had my eyes. I can't believe I'm telling this. Mm -hmm. Can y'all believe I'm telling this? <laughs> Who does that? Amanda says Here's the thing. when you tell things yourself, the devil can't gossip about your back. Not mm -hmm. to mention, at the end of the day, if somebody went back and looked at our wedding pictures, you obviously, you look great. Like something had just... Mm -hmm. I looked fresh. You like looked, I, slept. I mean, you look like she had slept for the first time in 25 years. Like you looked amazing. But anybody with, you know, there, there's something that's maybe slightly different, but you still looked like yourself. It wasn't a radical change. It just, you looked well, really I'm, good. I think it's probably pretty radical, mm -hmm. but probably the most radical thing was the weight the loss. Weight. So the whole thing, it mm -hmm. just looked like mm -hmm. you looked great. I didn't have a weight mm -hmm. loss surgery, mm -hmm. even though if you have one good yep. yeah if you need to have one you go for it that season you but just let me tell you what happened let me tell you what happened and then i'm gonna pass it off i had always lived in the shadows promoted other people um 
would prefer a, a seat backstage, would prefer a seat back row. And, you know, that was certainly because I was not a singer, preacher, not a very good musician. And I didn't, but but my confidence, of, and I never wanted to be in a, on a camera. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on the video. I didn't want to be in the picture. I did not feel like I put my best foot forward with my appearance. I always felt like my best foot forward would be with my work and my ability mm-hmm. to micromanage other people having a, a, a best foot forward. People that I thought, you know, fit the bill. This does this sound totally shallow? Okay, I well, hope not because I don't mean it that way. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to be beautiful to mm-hmm. be on camera. The the most anointed people I know are not always beautiful people. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm talking in the in the eyes of the world. Right. You know, I'm, I think it's I'm hard. extremely overweight and all of these things, and that does not bother me. My trigger was that nose. Right. No, I think what you're just speaking to the confidence that if something has caused you to lack that, right, it's it caused can, me to lack it that. It can limit the opportunities you put yourself in because mm-hmm. you don't feel like I, you. I, I was never going to sign right. up right. to be on a on a right. camera, whether it's never. warranted or not. If in your mind and in your heart, was, that's what you think. I was in a prison. That's that's I was in a nose prison. That's right. That, and that's just really honest, but that's what we're doing. A really big nose. <laughs> really big. I was in a nose prison. <laughs> well, and you know, when you're in a when you're when you derive your income from being in public right. in right. front no, of people, absolutely. That's what we did mm-hmm. under. And I was I was at the gate first off as soon as I could afford it, wanting to hire another piano player. Mm-hmm. You know, I played piano for ten years, and. Most, mostly, most of that was because I thought I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. and I'm not. So mm-hmm. that's that's valid. Doesn't hurt my feelings. We could laugh about it all day. But the other piece was that I didn't feel like that I had a terribly photogenic face, mm-hmm. and all those pretty kids out there. I'm like, you know what? They need a kid back here that's got a photogenic face. So we heard Justin Ellis. Hope you're listening, Justin. Like, Who has yeah. a great smile. He's like the king <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, the best hair ever. Yes. So, you He's know. Hygienic, for sure. But in an unselfish way, I'm like, get me out of here. I'm an old woman, and I don't have a photogenic face. Get a great mm-hmm. player out here that's a kid and looks the part. And, you know, I say that unselfishly. Right. So, but, but, then, so after the 50-year divorce you know, I spent a year kind of crying and squalling and locked in my house and, you know. Sleeping in the closet. Yeah, just you know, devastated about the rejection. And after that full year, I'm like, uh-uh, no, mm-hmm. I, I'm getting up. And I'm going to examine, you can only examine yourself. Mm-hmm. It, you know, no, my examination of you will not change you. Your self-examination will change you. And I was just to the point that you get there where you've been through so much hurt. Kelly is probably in this moment right now. You get you've you've lived through so much hurt and pain that you don't need anybody's approval. Mm-mm. Like I don't care if you like it. I probably called y'all and said I'm having my nose done, and y'all probably said, "Why are you?" I don't remember what you said. I think I was with you at one of those appointments because I remember you I, getting in and out of the car. I, I feel like if you all came back to me with a negative, I would have said, "I don't care what you think. Yeah. I'm doing this. It's for me. It's mm-hmm. not for you. You you do you, and I'll do you. I'm me. You do you. I'll do me. You stay your lane. I'll stay my lane." That's where my head was at that moment in my mm-hmm. life. But what happened was. The 
the craziness, it had nothing to do with it. Really, for me, it really wasn't even the weight. Mm-hmm. I, 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 You know, being overweight has never made me insecure. Maybe it should. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it never has. I just don't carry that. Mm-hmm. But that nose made me very insecure. When I got that fixed, I was like, oh, look in the mirror and not care. If somebody wanted to make my picture, not try to back out of the opportunity. To the point that this is when you were selling real estate. Yes. And all of a sudden at Kroger, every cart had your picture on it. <laughs> well, your your real did. estate ad. I, I mean, it mind. did, and it would look great. Well, and I, that was a little pre-real estate, yeah. maybe a year. Yeah. But but what happened was, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I'm not scared of the camera anymore. Right. right. I don't want to duck out into the back room and help the mm-hmm. makeup girl if somebody's right. trying to get me in a picture. I'm like, okay, don't think I'm pretty. And I, and Steve will say, you're pretty, and I'm like, you're blind. This is every day. Yeah. He'll say, you're pretty, you're blind. You need glasses. I don't know another answer. Can't quite get to a place to say thank you. Right. Because there's a built-in, a little bit of a built-in girl that goes, uh, no. I always say, just keep looking from a distance. Yeah. Somebody says, I'm like, you just keep squinting from over there and you'll keep thinking it. But it unlocked, Don't get close. It unlocked <laughs> something in me. And out of that, probably the, the fear, you know, I'm fierce for you. I'm fierce for the village. I'm fierce mm-hmm. for the crab family. I'm fierce for my children. I'm fierce for my grandchildren. But I was never fierce for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could never be ferocious for me because I was really a little bit like, uh, don't think I'm worth the battle. The battle's about me. I'll go get in the corner. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be fierce for you. Mm-hmm. But I became fierce for me. It's when that when that was unlocked. It's almost like, okay, maybe... I'm underestimated my value for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it helped. It helped me to, and I and we we constantly hear people talk about self love and self care and yada yada yada, and just love yourself like you are, and that's great if you can do that. Mm-hmm. But at 50 years old, I had failed. I had not been able. I had not managed to do that. Now I'm done. Let's hear here's y'all's what, stories. Here's what I think is interesting about that. Um, is that knowing your mom, Elaine, she was very weight conscious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very. Like if she did not know you and she met you for the first time, she would put her arm around you and feel to see if you had any fat on your like sides or your back. Obsessive. Yes. Again, she slept in the belt. Yeah. She was very, not just. And a bra. Didn't just want to be healthy. She was. She probably was anorexic. It was on like an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't a health Very thing. aesthetic. So what's so interesting, though, is you just said being overweight never bothered you, even though it bothered your mom, and I'm sure she didn't have a positive opinion about that. And it that. bothered y'all. But one comment from a male about something mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. formed an opinion that living with your mom who's obsessed with her weight and her size didn't put the same thing on the inside of no, you. Right. Like, it's to weird. me, that's very interesting. That, that one caused mm-hmm. it and the other didn't. Yeah. One, no, one that's comment. True. That's true. One comment from a, he, a man. That buried a, mm-hmm. a root, planted something yes. that grew and became a root. That living with an obsessive per- person didn't cause, didn't cause in a different mm-hmm. area. Until I was 50 years mm-hmm. old and and then I went and said, okay, right. I'm going to pluck that root out. Right. And, and... You know, when you have, and we can talk about saggy arms, and we can talk about fat knees, and 
funny toes. I have all those things. And all those things. <laughs> all those other things. I all those. <laughs> but but the there's something about um, most of us that we have something. I mean, your face is your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I always think that people should have the right, mm-hmm. as I was talking about a mouthful of bad teeth mm-hmm. that are, because the kids that want to cover their mouth when they smile, they break my heart. Yeah. I would like to raise funds for a dental program mm-hmm. for poverty-stricken children that can't afford braces. That's right. one of my heart things. It just crushes me. And I know that sounds like a luxury. You're like, well, you know, they need food before they need braces. But both of those things crush me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost like I wish my mom... And I know this was not in the in the 60s. It's not how we lived. But I wish my mom, when I was 15 or 16, would have said to me, you know what, I know you don't like your nose, and I understand. And when you're 18, you can get it fixed. Yeah. If you want to. If, you're, right. if it's uncomfortable for you, you can get it fixed. Segway. Mm-hmm. And I think that just because you get a little work done or whatever doesn't mean you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. When it's deep rooted, I think a lot of it is mostly childhood things. People, kids teasing you for a feature or whatever, it does cause such a deep wound that you could love yourself all day, but it would still bother you. And I think that's okay. Right. You know what I mean? To when it, If it makes you feel better about yourself, I think it's always okay. How to, do you have an experience? I do. I... When I was 17, I got my nose done. And I didn't get anything major. I didn't like I don't think hand was, a magazine. Were you, I think you were 18. I was 17. Oh. I was about to turn 18, but I was 17. Um, no, and same kind of thing. It was very minimal. It was it very just... minimal, and it was just something I was so insecure about. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had just, I had been on the singing on stage for a couple of years, and I would see mm-hmm. side profile pictures of me and just like hate the way I looked. And so I decided to get that done and it gave me such a confidence mm-hmm. that I have not regretted it a day in my life. And again, I didn't go with a, you know, a totally different nose. I still wanted a strong nose because I think it makes me, you know, different and stand so out. Weird if you had I would look crazy with a tiny little button nose. It's just not me and it's not what my face calls for. So, and I didn't want people to be like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. look at her. Like I wanted to still be me. Right. Like you. It was just, I had a big bump and I just mm-hmm. could not Well, you had it. what they call a dorsal hump. Yeah. I think that's what's Well, that called. sounds Which is like what's on the back of like a, <laughs> so on like the back animal. of a porpoise. Yeah, it's like, like a dolphin. I feel I like that's know. what... It's a bump. I went to you with your It's just like at the top of my nose was a big old bump and I just looked... Yeah. You were born with it. It looked a little bit like a witch and I just wasn't for it. I wanted to go on. Well, and and like mom had the comment that marked her. You also had yeah I had, things that were said to you. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, just by other kids. Not they probably didn't mean it like as hard as it hit me, but it right. just stuck with me. Right. And I didn't like it myself. It's not like I had never liked right. it. It's like you already didn't like it, and then, and then they I had drove the point it, home. And I was right. like, oh right. great, so I hate right. it. Yeah. It's called. Uh, not to be, you know, I'm not trying to be a doctor podcast or anything. <laughs> Too much bone or cartilage on the bridge of the nose called a dorsal hump. It is kind of like a birth defect. Oh, dorsal hump. So, a dorsal hump. So, you know. Felt like a porpoise. The back, yeah. like the little <laughs> dorsal fin. Similar. Yeah, I just had a, I called it a beak. My little beak. <laughs> but, you know, if you had liked it mm-hmm. and you had, 
I think if you had been a girl in law school, mm-hmm. and you were going to be, maybe I think, not I think she's still would have wanted. Yeah, it. no, I don't think there would have mm-hmm. been a even if I wasn't a singer mm-hmm. and had you know media of me everywhere. I I still wouldn't have liked it. It just I it never. I agree. I, mm-hmm. I, I was just insecure about it, and so I wanted to fix that. And it and you begged your parents. I did and begged and begged and begged for how many? I mean, it was oh, years. Years like probably since I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. So a long time. Yeah. Your mom used to call me and say, you think she'll be okay? Oh, my Lord, Kelly, yes. She'll <laughs> it was fine. a very mild... Like, they didn't... I didn't have to have... Most of the time when you have a nose job, you have to have, like, all that packing mm-hmm. in your nostrils and stuff. And I had... It was a very mm-hmm. minor procedure. It was right. just the bone. They just so shaved the bone my down. recovery was super mm-hmm. easy and quick. So do you realize, Hope, that you've just told tens of thousands of people that you've had your nose fixed. Yes. Like from the help. That's your terrible awful. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and it's, I never wanted it to be this big secret. I mean, mm-hmm. anyone who asks me, I'll, I joke about, ask Cameron, I joke about it all the time. Like it's not, I'm not ashamed that I had mm-hmm. something fixed. And I think that's a problem we have in the world is you see all these girls on Instagram or whatever look totally different than they did a year ago. And they mm-hmm. all deny, deny, deny. Pretend. And it makes young girls feel like, they don't live up to mm-hmm. a beauty standard that's not even real. That's right. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, no, I've never had anything done. Because that would be very untrue and Is that un- all you've had unauthentic done? of me. Um, I've had a little lip filler. Which again, I'm just going to say for your face that they, it looks great on you. Thank you. It's yeah, not I just, overdone. My you, top lip yeah. was super small mm-hmm. and I was just insecure about that. And so I had a little and lip filler. Is that temporarily. permanent? No, it dissolves mm-hmm. after like mm, six weeks. So it's kind of a superficial. It's superficial. So yeah. in the U.S., it's like makeup on steroids, yeah. kind of. It, when it's um, temporary like that, it can last up to a few months. I've had that months. lip plumper lipstick before. <laughs> not, I mean, not the same, but. <laughs> so in 2020, in the U.S., there were 15.6 million cosmetic procedures. Wow. Of that, 13 million were things like lip filler, mm-hmm. less invasive, and 2.3 million were invasive procedures. So I can promise you some of those people are sitting in a church pew yeah, wondering yes. if they're being judged you know, or what other, people think about it. I mean, it. so many people I know have those little yes, superficial that's cosmetic right. tweaks. I mean, everyone does it. So really, if, if, you're, if you're willing to do one, then why would you not be willing well, to right. do... Well, I say all the time, all the, the judgment... Mm-hmm. And I think the judgment probably is much less than it would have been years ago. Right. Now, let me say, let me establish, let me, let me say, these people that are obsessed with plastic right. surgery, it's the mental, that's a mental illness. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I see people, Crystal and I just talked about this, like most, most of the time when I'm in Florida and I go over... I'm just going to say it. Say it. Over to Santa Rosa Beach area oh, yeah. or anywhere Those over there. highfalutin areas. Very highfalutin mm-hmm. type. Um, what's the other one right Seaside. There? Seaside. Mm-hmm. And you see these girls. And I go in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. So most of the people that are there in the wintertime are owners. They mm-hmm. own a big mm-hmm. beach house. Multi-million dollars. So they're mm-hmm. there, you know, because they rich. I'm not rich. I don't have a place in Santa Rosa Beach. Right. But... If we go over there to eat or something, I am a snowbird occasionally, and I go down and uh, stay when the weather's cold because I can't stand the weather and I'm ready to get out of here today. But um, and you will see them, and it is it's freak show. Yeah. It's almost like, honey, you're a pretty woman. You have just got to stop. Right. 
don't you're it's like a dysmorphia they mm-hmm. look in the mirror and they can't see that they don't need to do anything else they right. need to get, right. give it a break right that's not what we're talking about Mm-mm. we're talking about something that holds you back and right. you feel like when you look in the mirror and it looks back at you mm-hmm. you know what i can i it's it's like the child with the mouthful of teeth that are going every direction we have been pro braces Middle class people, all class people, for how many years? Fifty. It's been appropriate to put braces on mm-hmm. teeth, and oh, yeah. everybody, you know, strives to send their kids to a good school, put braces on their teeth, mm-hmm. make sure they get plenty of milk, all the things that we think we're supposed to do. We've been all all good with that for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the child that's got a deformed? something else and it bothers them and they get teased Mm -hmm. and they have a tremendous amount of mental you know pain yeah emotional scarring Mm -hmm. from that that's the same right crystal what's your experience so we're all plastic surgery queens we are (laughs) not queens probably Um, I wish all the time, like, oh, I almost need a facelift, but (laughs) not really. Here's what I will say. In this day and age, we were just talking before we started that nothing on social media is real. Or everybody you know really has fillers and Botox and yeah. you don't know it. No, I don't. Yeah, and I so know I, they do. You I think you look terrible when in reality just nothing you see is real. So it's that whole dance between, my gosh, am I really aging or is everything just filtered to the point that and it's we not live reality? In, we live in a metropolitan area. We do. We're we don't in Nashville. live in Dundee, Kentucky. Mm-hmm, no. We live in Nashville no. where everybody does right. everything. Mm-hmm. It's their norm. Mm-hmm. They are doing all the yes. things. All the time, <clears throat> and it, it is commonplace. It, it is, is a very commonplace thing. Um, so I had a bony cyst in my sinus cavity. Mm-hmm. I had the year I moved to Nashville. I had probably I don't even know how many sinus infections. It was terrible. Um, and I went to an ENT, and he he found that I had like a blockage, like a bone spur, almost blocking one of my sinus cavities. So I was going to have to have sinus surgery. In that, I said, if you're going to put me to sleep and deal with anything, my nose is crooked and I have a hump on it. Well, Edie hit you in the nose when When she she was was about two and a half. She reared up and slammed her head back on me and and hit my nose. Um, You had like a deviated septum. Yes. And I mean, if you look back, my nose did a hard right hook. It was very crooked. It's still not perfectly straight, but it's much straighter than it was. Um, Very crooked. So I told him, I said... So our nose break, break, our noses break easy. <laughs> yes. That's what we're saying. And again, I've got this strong, like, welch nose, I guess. And here we are. But um, so in that, I told him, I said, I, if you're going to be doing surgery anyway, can you straight make it straighter mm-hmm. and can you take the hump out? Same thing from the side. I had a hump on the, the upper part of it. Um, and so he did that. I did have the packing. I did have the stitches yeah. in the bottom of my nose. It was... Probably a violent procedure if you watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same thing, I wouldn't go back and undo it because literally my nose, I couldn't breathe. That was part of it. But it was so crooked. I mean, it was legitimately to the side of my face. And at the time, I wasn't as aware of it as you are looking back and you see right. really how out of alignment it really, yeah. really was. So your, your motives mm-hmm. were a little bit more health related but yet 
the benefit is a, the benefit and, I wouldn't and go and back. You, and you love the you re- love the result. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I don't know that I would have ever done it. Thought to just go get it fixed though. Right. You know, or I, or it probably would have taken years for me to get well, there. Well, I wouldn't have either, Crystal, yeah. if I had not just been through this mm-hmm. year and something of trauma. Right. Of you know, self-examination mm-hmm. of okay, I wasn't good enough and I'm thrown away here. And, and just trying to go through and think, okay, I'm through that now. I'm done. Right. Now, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I, you know, I went to counseling. I went to a lot of counseling, Christian counseling, mm-hmm. during that year. Where, she, where they kind of just walk you through and say, you know what? You spent a whole life being in servitude. I think that's the word. Serving your family. You've, ra- you've had kids to raise since you were 18 years old. I was, that would be me. I was 50, and I had a 12-year-old grandchild and a bunch of other grandchildren. So I had children and then all these grandkids, and my entire life was making sure you guys had the prettiest little dresses, the most patent leather, shiny shoes ever, <laughs> roughly socks. You all had all of the things from Children's Place and Gymboree, and then we went on to... Uh, what's the store? Justice. 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 Listen, they um, they put we justice out of business. Justice. And, and I mean, I, every my whole life was about y'all looking good, mm-hmm. though. That this is true. Mm-hmm. I paid no mind to, and I have had people say to me, friends that are close enough to get away with it, a, a, a couple of guys that are, you know, really honest kind of people, say why. Did you not buy yourself some clothes? <laughs> Y'all said it to me last night, actually. Yeah. But even back then, when you all were dressed to the nuns, mm-hmm. kids, grandkids. And it was like, oh, i got to be such and such in 20 minutes. I don't have a thing to wear. For I, I was an afterthought for myself. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I'd lived always. And that was rooted in, that was rooted in, you know, 17-year-old on my wedding day didn't wear any makeup. Mm-hmm. What's that about? <laughs> it's rooted in, it doesn't matter, you're not going to look good anyway. Mm. Because the nose is there, the rest doesn't matter. Just put the dress on, it's not going to help. They didn't know about contouring and stuff. No, no. <laughs> we had it was no, a different day. No YouTube. We had a false eyelash on back then. No, no YouTube, no false eyelashes. There was lots of there frosted. There was a, a cover girl... <laughs> Blush, and a tube of lipstick. Maybelline. Yeah, Maybelline. No. But I didn't have that. And, and, and when I, when they got, you know, when I kind of got into this, okay, yeah, you're, you know, you're, you feel thrown away and you've been hurt and this and this and this. Forget all that. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, for, you know, that's overdone. We're, we're in another place now. Now, what about you? What do you like? I don't know. <laughs> what hurts you? When you just when you get with yourself, what about you hurts you? Mm. What is your deep rooted? Do you think you're smart enough? Yep. Do you think you're that you're kind enough? I do. People may not, but I know I'm kind. I know what I do. Mm-hmm. I, my words are kind of minimal. My actions are hearty. I feel good about me, except. Yeah. I feel like that when there's a camera in the room, I want to go to the next mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. I'm insecure. Why are you insecure? And when it's so deep, like I wouldn't have had this conversation 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's so deep-rooted 
that you don't talk about. You don't bring it up, right? Yeah. You don't bring and you're like, you want to keep it good. hidden. Yes. But when you get to that moment where hell has literally had no, I mean, it's just had it, no, um, it, I mean, I don't even know how to say it, where hell has come against you and has left everybody in shambles in a situation. When that's over, I remember another thing in that moment I did. We went to Florida and I rode a water, I climbed however many stairs that is at Disney World to climb that humongous water slide at Blizzard Beach. So out of character for me. <laughs> I'm terrified of heights. I mean, this thing is like, I don't it's know, tall. Google it. It's maybe the tallest water slide in the United States. It's tall. And I said, I'm going up that. I'm going I'm going to climb those steps and I'm coming down that water slide because of a fear of heights. And I was going to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. For myself. That was for that had nothing to do with the year of pain, the year of right. divorce. Right. It was just like I'm in a year of conquering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to get to a place where I'm not going to be a slave to my own mess. Yeah. The fear of flying which I've had on and off my whole life. So my nose surgery was not because I had a husband and I didn't have a husband. It wasn't because anybody around me, and nobody really said, do this. I just got up one day and said, I'm going to go do this. See y'all. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I'm not ashamed. I think Hope made a comment to me a couple of days ago when we were talking about this subject. She's like, no, I'm all for people just, mm-hmm. you know, have, why do we have shame about things? Right. There should right. be no shame regarding this, mm-hmm. be- trying to better yourself in your eyes, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we can love ourselves with any kind of face we want. If we're good with it. That's right. Then you go. I, I think at some point it's about clearly pleasing God. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Right. But for us to have a judgmental spirit and say, Oh, I'm judging you because they took a dorsal hump off your right. nose. But my daughter had braces for eight years. Yeah. I, right. That's okay. But that surgery you had right. for the dorsal hump, that's not okay. We, we want to say one is good and one right. is bad. Yeah. And if that one little change makes you confident enough to walk in what God wants for you and your right. calling, and not, it, I mean, mine knows, like, this sounds, you know, weird, but it was keeping me, I wanted to stay in the shadows. You were terrified somebody was, was going to sh- take a side picture. Yes, oh, and I was so not terrified. confident in the least. I was walking in such mm-hmm. insecurity, and that would have gotten me nowhere. And, and here's what I'll say is, in, in the day and the hour we live, it's not like it was 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. We have a very different culture around us. And yes, we're to be set apart and we're to be all those things. And yet the impact of it still impacts our lives every single day of social media and of cameras and of all those things that if you do have something that's a legitimate insecurity that is keeping you back, Mm -hmm. it's going to be in your face every single day. Right. And I will tell you something. I have never looked at a person in my entire Mm -hmm. life. And thought they need to have surgery on their face. Oh, mm-mm. I, I, I literally don't have eyes that see. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they got something, right? But my, my eyes don't see people. Mm-mm. I think I'm more the teeth girl. I see, <laughs> I see children with a mouthful of teeth that don't function right. Right. They, you know, they don't function right, and then they, they won't smile. That's my thing. 
I don't look at other people and think, oh, I think their nose is ugly. I'm not, yeah. you know, mine is, my nose is never going to be anything but ugly. And it's okay. I'm good with that. I'm getting a spam wrist call. Um, so if you walk, don't, I don't want everybody to go to the mirror and look at your nose down and go, she no. thinks my nose is ugly. I don't. I don't know of another human that it, it's ever hit mm -hmm. my mind that they needed to have something done to their nose or their lips or their eyes. Mm -hmm. It's not what I see when I see you. Not what I see when I see you. But I know it It was the best thing I ever mm -hmm. did. And um, there it is. Don't, if you've had something done, don't be ashamed. And, no, and no. I'm going to throw this in. If you see these people and they're 80 years old and they're still doing a photo shoot and they don't have any wrinkles... Uh, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> it's probably not real. So if you're 80 years old with a fake, I got wrinkles galore, and I'm going to keep them. I'm, mm -hmm. I think I'm aging, and I'm going to be fine with wrinkles. Wrinkles don't make me insecure. Weight has not clearly has not made me insecure. <laughs> and here's the thing: if you get too skinny, you get more wrinkles. Oh, that's so what it's I've like been you saying, need to girl. keep it filled out. That's what I've been saying. I've I have saying one that. comment. So I still, again, I still have it. My nose is not small. There's no button nose. It is my granddad's nose. It's a May nose. It's a May nose. And here's the thing: as much as at times I hate it. At the same time, I can look in the mirror and you know where you came from. Like, you know genetically. Right. Sometimes those very strong features we dislike is an identity marker of literally where we came from. Right. Yeah, and if we can learn to look at it from that perspective. It's a balance. It's a balance of appreciating, okay, I don't love my nose, but it attaches me to the people That's that I right. love. That I, Right. And we all don't want to look no. the same. Like no. Like, you know, so versions of have, ourselves. Have balance in your view of yourself. Yes. You know, even the things that aren't your favorite. So. Right. Agree. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's kind of the whole point. Mm -hmm. If there's something that's stopping you, it's so it, it right. that's all you see when you look in the mirror. There's no judgment. And you want to get it fixed. You want to get it fixed, and you can pay for it without taking your children's lunch money. <laughs> there's no shame in that. No, mm -hmm. not at all. If you have to get a boob job seven times because you cannot get your boobs big enough to make you happy, you might have a problem, <laughs> and you might need right. some good godly counseling right. for that. Just saying. That's not what we're talking about. No. We're not talking about ridiculous body dysmorphia. Right. We're talking about balance as in all things. Mm -hmm. Everything in life requires balance. Mm -hmm. Don't be ashamed. If you're the girl that did it, needs it, right. wants it. If you're sitting there listening to this podcast today and you're going, man, I'd like to, you know, I know a girl and I'm not going to say names. But extremely large ears, for real. Wanted them fixed. I'm like, get them fixed. Mm -hmm. Get them fixed. I'll help you pay she for did. it. Get them fixed. It, it, it wouldn't wear a ponytail. Mm -hmm. Full grown adult had never had a ponytail. Get your ears fixed. It's all right. I don't men don't even worry about it. Just do it. She did. She did. So it's you know whatever. Whatever it is that... Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. And, and I think, and again, not to be super spiritual, but the Word tells us everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. We talked about that mm -hmm. when we talked about alcohol. For an insecurity that keeps you from stepping into what God has for mm -hmm. you, it is beneficial. Right. 
if it's just to go look good naked and take pictures and post on a porn site, or to be is that beneficial? I don't know. You know, depending on what the goal is, but I think no, they're definitely in, right. They're, I mean, you know, I'm trying to not be judgy, but judge yourself. I can tell you, there's but, nothing about taking your clothes off and taking a picture ever. But I do think there's a, there's a line where it's not just vanity. There's a confidence sometimes that. Is missing. That's not just about being vain. Like Let's go. There's things. nothing wrong with being secure mm-hmm. in yourself no. and walking in your best mm-hmm. self. I'm no. an old person. Let's go there for a minute. I, I was not raised in the era of cell phones. I was not familiar with the behavior of. I don't know where you're going. Going into these. <laughs> we don't know that that I have come across in the last two years. Who have been literally in situations where they're in a relationship and they're almost in a blackmail situation or in a terrible situation because they've sent people pictures of themselves. Right. I mean, adult people, people that are 50 and 60 years old. Listen, I'm of the generation where at best you had a Polaroid and you could burn that sucker. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I'm just saying. Polaroid. (laughs) Literally, like people are stupid. (laughs) So, you know. You good Christian girls. <laughs> How did this turn into yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm very corner. We turned a corner. I can turn a corner in <laughs> New York Minute, girls. But you girls, if you listen, don't ever send a picture of your body to anyone. Right. Not even your husband. There's something called the cloud. The internet That's is right. forever. That's the right. cloud, girls. If you want your husband to see your body, go home, take off your clothes in your bedroom. Oh, my God. Or take a Polaroid. <laughs> take a Polaroid. <laughs> Do not. Hey, the 90s are back. <laughs> Do not. I, I'm going to just say, I, I just am amazed at how stupid that is. It is very stupid. Stupid. And I've I've heard stories in the last couple of years. Because here's the thing. People have their lives ruined. You can send it to anybody. Right. It's not like you can lock it you, down on that listen, one device. It can literally be sent anywhere. Circumstantial. You're married. Mm-hmm. It's your spouse. You send them a naked picture. You get a divorce. They've still got the naked picture. Right. Or they take off to Timbuktu. Can I tell a funny story about this? Oh, funny. <laughs> Please do tell yeah, I, I just said if it ain't me. You got no naked pictures of me. No. Nobody so, does. And it's not a naked picture. Okay. It was just a trying to be, you know, sexy and funny picture. Like showing cleavage. Yeah. Yes. To, that I sent to Brian. So we have the cloud. And we have where it like shows on our TVs oh, and stuff. No. This was years ago. A couple of years ago. <laughs> and so we're sitting in the living room. And all of a sudden this picture pops up like in the rotation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. My point, my point just proved I'm it. a demonstration of your point. And it wasn't even any, it wasn't anything bad. It was just, you know, whatever, Sexier being stupid. for the regular, being, than yeah. you want anybody else to see. Which, number one, I'm not very capable of to start with. <laughs> yeah, we don't have Mainly it was funny. So, That's but amazing. still, just all that to say, right there in our living room, there it I is. I really wish there would have been like an extinct, like a big guest, a pastor over oh, or something. Uh, would that have been hilarious? I think it was just the kids. But um, even then, it's. It's, so to your it, point, it, don't do it. Don't do it. It's don't ignorant. It's ignorant. Do it. So this is kind of this episode has kind of migrated <laughs> from plastic surgery to nudes. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? Nudes. Nudies. Nudies. Oh my! Don't do it. It. Uh, you know. It's. It. It. To me, it's kind of a moral thing. Like, 
I don't really feel like there's any reason for anybody to ever take a new picture mm-hmm. of themselves. Period. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty... Sh- <laughs> ever. But beyond the moral thing, it is so... Stupid. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Dumb, 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 nope. dumb, dumb. And if you're under 18... And you send it to someone, it's it is child, child pornography. Yeah. And they will go to jail. And you both will be charged. That's exactly and right. And even if you send it over Snapchat or the Instagram messages that delete, they still get stored somewhere. That's right. People don't realize that. Those the all internet stored. is forever. Forever. I thank God every day there was no internet when I was a teenager. I probably I could have made a lot no of stupid decisions. <laughs> <laughs> thank the Lord. Okay, so on that note, I really appreciate you all being so mm-hmm. candid. So we're not um, encouraging you to go get something done. No. But we're saying that there's no there's no, no shame judgment. in it. No. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in it if it's rooted in no. rational thinking. That's right. If you're if you have dysmorphia and you have to have your lips redone seventeen times mm-hmm. and you look somewhat like a duck, is that what you will compare it compare it to? Fish. And and you're and you have a new you have to have a breast augmentation every year, you need you need counseling. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. If you are a 12-year-old singer and the boys at school made fun of you and you want to sing in the school chorus, but you feel like you can't step out and take a lead solo because... Who is she talking about? (laughs) There was never a a choir solo, but this feels targeted. I know. I feel like she sounds amazing. She's looking right at me. Or if you're a 50-year-old woman that's just been thrown to the curb and the root of your self-loathing when it comes to pictures... You find out after you spill your guts. Finally, 41 years later to a counselor is a comment from an uncle mm-hmm. when you were nine. And the comment was, your nose is so ugly, you're never going to really have a good life. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go fix it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to change my nose. I'm going to take the result of the broken bone out of my appearance. Right. If you if you break a bone, it probably changes something in your body that maybe should be fixed anyway. Which is odd because a lot of times with noses they don't do anything, mm-hmm. and it is so prevalent yeah. that you would think right. that like an arm it would be automatically, but that's not always the no. case. No. Well, they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when you're nine years old, they right. probably want maybe to wait and see what happens mm-hmm. as you grow. But uh, anyway, so. No shame in your game. Mm-hmm. We don't know everything. You may disagree with this. I'm sure some of you will. I'm sure <laughs> we'll hear about it. But listen, be nice. We love you. Mm-hmm. We are taking our time to just chatter with you because some of you are busy and you'll listen to three minutes. You'll never hear this part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that are locked in situations mm-hmm. where they do not get to leave their homes they spend a lot of time alone, and they listen to a lot of chatter. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're the girls that really do love you, and we really want you to always know that. The root of everything we're doing at this table is just loving the listener. Just loving the listener. That's it. Got no agenda. It's certainly not. Um, there's a lot of other things we could and should be doing in certain situations. But we're kind of committed to visiting with y'all in this silly kitchen table uh, manner. Have you asked them to send topics in? Have we? No. Oh, you should so if you that. have topics, if there's something you want to hear, some 
Christian ladies talk about from a perspective. Cameron, can you give an email address for that? Yes, you can send them to stronger.cameron at gmail.com. That's stronger.c-a-m-e-r-o-n at gmail.com. We, we host a lot of on-the-road events and even some destination events, and they're called Stronger. Mm-hmm. The, the road events are called Stronger on Tour, and we tour around the country probably about 30-ish, 35 dates a year. Family, live band, ministry, music, real talk, Mm-hmm. Jesus moments, miracle moments, church moments. So that's that's the stronger dot Cameron mm-hmm. email address. Also like to say watch for those events. If you're listening and you've gotten this far, then we're gonna be friends, I think. <laughs> yeah. If you've made it an hour in and we're talking about plastic surgery and uh Listen, naked pictures and you're still here, <laughs> you're probably gonna be our friend. And these are real, I mean, it's real life stuff. That's the thing. Real is it's a real stuff. life There's conversation. No sugar coating. No and you can be a Christian and have an I'm gonna opinion. I'm going to tell you something. I want to tell you a story. And then I'm about all of it. Be real. That's right. So, kathycrabhanna.com, that, that, um, is an, that is an email. Lord, that's not an email. Kathy Crab at the 2B, C-R-A-B-B. That's Hannah. a website. That's a website. With all of our scheduling Help information. Help here. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you, if you want to come and see us, kathycrabhanna.com. If you want to know more about what we do, mm-hmm. kathycrabhanna.com. Um, I had somebody, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> you know, Cameron knows I get secondhand embarrassed for people. <laughs> She's oh. been so with I. me so a lot of times in the last I want to crawl under a chair Same. for Where someone. I get so secondhand embarrassed for people. <laughs> Even in a TV show, I oh, literally have to fast forward. I turn it I off so, so like, like those Montel Williams, and I have to turn it off. I'm like, I can't. My I can't brain can't it. handle this. Well, I got, I got a, I got a, I have somebody that rented. We have rental properties at the beach, Steve and I do, and I had someone that rented um, a condo, mm-hmm. and and so we're texting. So, you know, I save their name, and you know, I, I'm <laughs> I'm a paper trail person with text. And so it's all good, and they've rented, and a month goes by, and I get another text from them, and it's a very explicit, and they think they're texting somebody else. Oh, no. Like sexually yeah, explicit like, or like dirty words? Sexually explicit. Oh, that's a shame. No, that's embarrassing. And then Wait, would, did they think they were texting their spouse? I hope. <laughs> I only have to hope. Uh-oh. But Juicier. I'm oh, saying beware of those... Telephones. Oh so we my don't call God. Them Listen, they are cell phones. They are a stumbling block. They are a stumbling block. They will tie Beware, you up. Even if you think you're texting your spouse, mm, double check. That maybe you want to double check. On yeah, that one. And, and and make sure that you don't select a because you can text your spouse sometimes and accidentally select a group text. Maybe like so. there's a laundry list of ways to mess <laughs> I, up. I have some house. just overarching advice. Save it for in person. <laughs> Just save it all. She's about that one-on-one contact. For in person. <laughs> Take the day off work if you have to. Yeah. I mean, don't, do not, I just say, do not use Write your phone. Write a letter. Phone. Do not use your phone for anything that you would not put on your Facebook. Right. Picture, message. And if you wouldn't let your grandmother read it, don't, don't send it on your phone. <laughs> don't send it on your phone. Okay, that's that. It's been real, um... I want you all to like, share, 
And even if you don't give like us it, a rating. you can still share it. If you're going to give us a five star. <laughs> yes. Do not give we don't us... want your fours or under. No, <laughs> we don't. Five's Just only. save those for somebody else. And if you're going to give us a five star rating, go do it. Thank you for listening. We are so honored that you spent this much time. An hour and three minutes. <laughs> talking about things that are silly to some. There will be people that will hear this podcast mm-hmm. that will say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not unspiritual. I'm not a bad person. Mm-hmm. Or that maybe if I go, if I, I'm not vain if I go get this thing removed <laughs> off my cheek. Or maybe they won't feel condemned if they've already had something done right. and they felt shame from it. So we hope that's where mm-hmm. this goes. That's right. And um, thanks for listening. And y'all be blessed in Jesus' name.